everyone. Welcome to the Chica Travel Podcast. My name is Lelo B. And it's so, so good to finally be back here and talking travel with you. I've been gone for way too long, guys. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm here now. That's all that matters. <laughs> so look, 2023 has been a year of only a few travels for me. And uh, even though it's highly unlikely, I'm hoping that I'll be able to like squeeze in Yana, at least one more trip before December. But I guess we will see because I'm not sure. Work, work in Twerigadi Washin, guys. Work in Twerigadi Washin. So today I'm talking to you guys about Lamu, a place that I visited twice this year. I went in April with a group of eight ladies. I organized a group trip uh, there in April. And then I went again for my birthday in May. And on both occasions, it was absolute perfection. It was just amazing. My first ever trip to Lamu was in 2020, Feb 2020, just before lockdown. And actually, I have an episode that I recorded with the friends that I traveled with. Um, but this time I figured, you know what, let me have a conversation with someone who is from Lamu. So he can share about Lamu from a local's perspective. And so my guest today is Zela, who lives and works in Lamu. I now say Lamu because that's how he says Lamu. Before that, I was you, I was saying Lamu, Lamu, in you know, in my South African accent, he says Lamu. You will hear just now. So Lamu is an island town located on the northeastern coast of um, of Kenya. And when visiting Lamu, right, you have a choice to stay either in Shela or Lamu Old Town. Now, the choice on where you decide to stay, it's really gonna depend on the type of traveler that you are. My first two times I stayed in Old Town and then on my last trip I stayed in Shela and I've been recommending Shela to everyone that I've been helping curate, you know, Lamu experiences. Now, while both Shela and Lamu Old Town like offer like a glimpse into Swahili culture, they cater to completely different types of travelers. Shela is more suited for you if you're a beach lover, if you want to be able to wake up and go take a walk at the beach or you want more upscale type of accommodation. Uh, not that there isn't upscale accommodation in Old Town, but I think Lamu, um, I would say Shela is more upscale. So it's ideal if you're looking for like a beachside experience. And then, I mean, Old Town is, uh, on the other hand, it's a UNESCO historical site. So it's more suited for like history buffs. If you want to be in a place with historic architecture and just experience the daily life of a Swahili town, then Old Town is more for you. And maybe if you want to be close to the only ATMs in Lamu, then you want to be in Old Town because, um, yeah, they the only ATMs in, in Lamu are in Old Town. Uh, but it's only like 10 minutes to get from one to the other on a boat. Um, and if you want to take a walk, you can also take maybe like a 20 to 30 minutes walk between the two villages. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's really, really uh, up to you in terms of where do you want to stay. So... Back to why do I keep going back to Lamu and why am I taking 18 ladies in December? Now, Lamu is super special, guys. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about it and I wrote down my five reasons why I love Lamu. One, Kenyans love it. Kenyans rate it as a top travel destination. They go to Lamu on holiday. Uh, obviously, there are other coastal towns, but Lamu is up there at the top of uh, the list of uh, places that Kenyans love to travel to. So if locals rate it, then you know it's a must visit. I kind of like think about our Cape Town, like we go to Cape Town on holiday. So do uh, Kenyans um, about Lamu. Number two, Lamu feels like a Sunday. It is slow. It's peaceful. There's no rush there. You really do feel like you are on holiday when you are there. 
Now, I travel quite a bit, you guys know, and not every destination that I go to feels like a holiday. But Lamu feels like a Sunday. It's so peaceful. You like, you are out. Like if you really want to get out of your busy life and just go to a quiet place and relax and forget about. There are no cars there. You don't hear the sound of a car. There's no beep, 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 beep. It's, yo, it's proper. So yeah, Lamu feels like a Sunday. Three, visitors in Lamu are treated like royalty. The people of Lamu will make you feel safe. They will make you feel taken care of. You will feel like the most important person who has ever set foot in that island. That's why I love being there because that experience is not an experience that you get everywhere. Okay. Number four, the food. The food is absolutely divine. Okay, if you don't like seafood, then I don't know why you're even going to Lamu. But the food, everything that you're going to eat is amazing. The chefs, like if you go to, if you book whatever house or accommodation that you book, the places will usually come with the chef. The chefs in that place are amazing. And also, it's not even like they're cooking complicated things. It's the simple, simple stuff but it tastes like it was made with all the love in the world. So I go there definitely for the food. It keeps me going back to Lamu. Number five on my list of why I love Lamu. It is a breathtaking place that offers memorable experience. It's really beautiful to look at. And there's just something about the experiences there that just, you just want to keep doing them over and over again. I mean, Every time I go to Lamu, I will get on a Dao boat and I will take a sunset cruise because it is an experience like no other. And I always wonder, you know, like, and, and, and ask myself if the people that um, live there, uh, do they not get bored? Like the guys that take us on the on the sunset rides, etc. I don't think they, you, you, you can never get bored with those experiences because they're just so special. So yeah, those are my five reasons why I love Lamu. But let me allow Zilla to tell you more about this magical island that you absolutely need to go and visit. Here's my conversation with Zilla. Enjoy. Hi, Zilla, and welcome to the Chica Travel Podcast. Hi, Lilo. Thanks for inviting me over for your podcast. Listen, I'm so happy you said yes, because we are going to be talking about my new obsession, Lamu. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am obsessed. You've been watching me talk about it on social media. So what have you been yeah. doing when you see me talking about it and going crazy? And I guess everybody else that also came there. What is your reaction to how we are feeling about Lamu? I think you have been going crazy about it and like making everyone from Joburg, from South Africa, going crazy about Lamu. Because now, right now, all I see is South Africans flocking into Lamu, you know, and then also like following on your Instagram page, like your Instagram story. I've been seeing a lot of people like inquiring, wanting to come to Lamu. And I think I've seen you posted that you're already fully booked for two groups in December now. Eh? Imagine, imagine. There's 18 ladies that are coming with me in December. That are coming to Lamu. <laughs> Yeah. That's 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 really great. That's something good to hear, you know. Yeah. We so, love we love seeing people in Lamu. We love seeing new people in Lamu, new faces, new people from different places as well. And we always get treated so well. So Zila, are you from Lamu? Where are you from? Yeah, so I'm from Lamu. I was born and raised in Lamu. Like 
born in Lamu and then I lived in Lamu until when I was like seven. Mm. Then I moved to, to Qatar, Doha, to go live there with my dad for like two years. Then my father passed away, unfortunately. So I had to go back to Kenya and go back home to Lamu. So I stayed in Lamu again for like a short period of time until I, I was like 11. Mm. Then I had to move because of school, you know. Back in the days, the standards of education were very low in Lamu. So I had to move, go elsewhere for school, primary school and then high school. But then I was back in Lamu, like officially in 2019, right after I finished high school. But did you go to Mombasa? Where did you go for high school or Nairobi? I did primary school in Mombasa and then high school. I've been to multiple schools. I've been to like three schools, yes. Bobby and Taita. Where is Taita? Taita is in between Mombasa and Nairobi. If oh, you've heard of Savo National Park. Yeah, so if you want to go to Savo National Park, you could just go through Taita Road. Ah. Yes. Okay, thanks, Zila. Tell me about the schools in them because you're saying the standard of education back then was not great. How many schools are there now? Because it's quite a small place. Yeah, it's quite a small place. I mean, the education right now is doing, it's doing better, I'd say it's doing really well. Mm. Uh, so in Shela, in Shela, we have three, we have three primary schools and then we have one secondary for girls. And then in Lamu town, we have multiple schools in Lamu town. Okay. But in Shela, we only have like three schools. Yes. And then one, one secondary school for the ladies, for the girls which is a day school, not a boarding school. So they come in the morning with the boats and then they go back home with the boats in the evening. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've got a, a, a business where you curate travel for people that are visiting Lamu. Maybe tell us a bit about your business and what it is that you do and when did you start doing that? Yeah, I started doing it when I was, when I was 19, yeah, back in 2019, right after high school. That's when I got on the boats. I was introduced to the industry by one of my uncles. So started meeting new people, you know, making connections, building bridges. You know, it's always good to build bridges because you don't know where you're going to meet mm. next time, you know. So I started working as a crew, used to work as a crew on the boats, mm. meet different clients. And then, you know, clients will be like, oh, we really like you. You're really good with people and stuff. So I started upgrading, uh, also getting into the art of sailing and learning how to sail, being a responsible crew and stuff. So I upgraded from, from being a crew to being a captain now. So once I started being a captain uh, in 2020, but business was down, was really, really down because of the COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So right after COVID, I had already made a lot of connections with people, with tourists clients, you know, like all sort of people in this industry, in the tourism industry. Mm. So once the season opened up after COVID, Mm. that's when I started to do like my own thing. Now clients would contact me direct because before I used to be just called by the captain, like, yo, there's, there's work. Are you going to go? Do you want to go for work? I said, yes, just then I jump on the boat and go. But then now clients started reaching out to me, which was really a good thing. You know, Mm. it made me feel like. Yes, maybe this is something you can do on your own without like being driven by other people. Instead, you just do it on your own and become self-driven to it. 
So I started like, yes, after building bridges and making connections with people, meeting different people, I started to meet with some other travel agents as well. So my first gig was like travel agents will contact me. So they want to bring a group to Lamu. I'll give them the quotation of the activities that are done in Lamu and stuff. So that's how I would make my money. I would get a commission for bringing the job on the boat, you know, like if you bring job on the boat, you get a commission for that. And then you also get your cut as a crew or your cut as a captain. Uh That was like, yes. So instead of me just getting a cut as a captain or getting cut as a crew, I also started getting a cut as a like commission for bringing guests. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So it started growing like that. From there. Okay. So tell me now what services do you provide and like what, what are the type of activities that you can usually recommend for your client. Okay, so first thing I'll say, Lamu sunset is a must. Mm. If you come to Lamu and you don't get on a boat, if you don't get on a dow to go for a Lamu sunset, then you have not experienced Lamu, I'll say. I agree. <laughs> yeah, you agree, right? <laughs> yeah, so Lamu sunsets, that's number one. And then number two, it's day trips. Day trips, we have different destinations. Yes. So we have Mandatoto, which is good during summertime. That uh, On that side, that destination, the water is crystal clear. And also they have beautiful reefs there. Although the Kenyan code has destroyed some of it, but some of it is still there. That's why we still take people during summertime for snorkeling and stuff. It did take us there and it was so amazing. Yeah. For those who got in the water. It was so amazing. I remember. I remember. (laughs) I'm one of the people who got in the water. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So like when we go for this kind of trip, day trip, I normally tell my client, like I assure them they have to get in the water. Mm. I think the only person that I never achieved to get into the water with was Lele. You're the only person that I didn't achieve, but... Yeah, if you I go for this me. kind of... I was hosting people. I didn't want to die. <laughs> if you go for these kind of trips, you really want to get into the water. Even if you don't know how to swim, just trust the person you are with in Lamu because almost everybody knows how to swim. Mm. So you have to feel safe about it. And also like most of the boats or all the boats have life jackets. Mm. So you don't want to miss out the opportunity of snorkeling at Mandatoto, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then another destination is called Kipungani. Kipungani mm-hmm. is at the back of Shela. So if I'm, I'm sure you know Peponi Hotel, yeah? Yes. You know Peponi Hotel. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you're at Peponi Hotel and you look down the beach, you can walk for like 13 kilometers and it takes you about two and a half hours to three hours to get there mm-hmm. to the other side of the beach. Yes. That's called Kipungani. It's okay. also like, we have some resorts there. We have a beach bar, a, a, a hotel called Cabanas, where a lot of people like to go tourist. It's a nice place to take pictures. And then we also have this sort of like a new club. It's called Kizingoni Bar as well, which is really nice. People go there to enjoy the beach. This is at Kipungani. Kipungani, yes. This oh, is Kipungani. I haven't done this. So this is something for me, something new for me to do next time. This is, this is something we need to do when you come down for the, uh, during this and about it. Mm. Okay. What else? There's lots. <laughs> okay. Also consider that all the trips 
that we do, there's food, yeah? Yes. Because coming to Lamu is all about food as well. Definitely. So when you go for the sunsets, we have, we provide like samosas, snacks, you know, provide packed potatoes. And then we have these other snacks, Swahili snacks called bajia. Mm. And then when we go for the day trips now, like Mandatoto or Kipungani, um, we normally do lunch on the boat. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you enjoyed the fish, ne? Listen, I'm telling you, if there's anything that, there's one thing that keeps me coming back to Lamu, it's the food. The food will not disappoint. And I mean, for the, for the sunset, if you want to make it a long thing, you can, you can either do the snacks. Yes. Uh, which is maybe like just and make say, it sunset dinner. Yes. And then if you want to make it long, you can actually have dinner on the boat. And then for the trips, I think I would definitely recommend, especially if you're doing like what we did with you and we went to Manda Island for the snorkeling. It's nice then to just also, you know, have the lunch on the boat. And oh, I don't know how you guys do it because you guys literally make the food on the boat. But yeah, so amazing. I think I'll say simplicity is the best, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm. like, yes, because we don't do much, but like the food tastes really nice, I'll say. Yeah. I eat fish every single day, but I've never been bored of eating fish, you know. And like yeah. when I go to other places where I have to eat meat and chicken, <laughs> I get bored of eating meat and chicken all the time. But the fish, you Never get tired of it. Stop. Never get tired of the fish. And that's my thing. On my last trip to Lamu, which was in May, every day we're eating seafood. It's like, if you're not eating seafood, yes. why? Eat seafood. Yes. A it's way, either you're right? eating fish. Or you're eating lobsters, or you're mm. eating calamari. That's oh, that's what Lamu is about. Yeah. No, it's it's one of my favorite places when it comes to food. I really really enjoyed it. Um, I wanted to ask you about the food. So when you um, when they training you on the boat as part of the crew, do they also teach you how to cook, or how do you guys learn how to cook and make the food Those- on the boat? The learning, I mean, the cooking skill, I think we get it from our homes, mm. you know, because you have to help our moms. It, it's sort of like a tradition when your mom mm. is there doing the cooking and stuff. Yeah. Even if you have a sister, sometimes you might want to give a hand, you know, like back in the days, we never used to have the blenders. So we used to grind, you know, like. Yes, use the the stones yes to grind the garlic and the black papers so that's little by little you gather the small small knowledge and then when the mom is cooking they will call you like hey zilla come come and test how does it taste is the salt enough you know the sugar enough so by testing and seeing how much they put in there how much they're mixing the spices by marinating the fish mm-hmm. or any other type of food that's how we learn and then also like on the boat, you just learn and observe, you know. It's not like we go in a in a class, sit down and being taught like this and this is what you do. No. So most of the things that we learn, we observe and learn. Yeah, nice, nice. I haven't been on a boat and been disappointed by the food, so nice one. Is there anything else that you want to mention in terms of the activity? Something that you think this is also something Yeah. That- um, people need to do when they come and visit Lamu. I know Old Town, a visit to Old Town is also something good to do. Yes, yeah, so there's also, there's some, like, you know, Lamu is seasonal, you know. So, like, during summertime, we also have, there's a reef that's outside the ocean. It's in the deep sea. It's called Kinika Reef. Hmm. 
Kinika Reef. So that's where people go to like chase dolphins, go find dolphins, swim with the dolphins. That's the side where you go. You are, you might want to go if you want to go see dolphins. And also there's the whale sharks. I think I mentioned to you about it last time you were in Lamu, but because you had a tight schedule, yeah. you could not fit this one in. Yes, we also go out to swim with the whale sharks during from February, March, April. Mm. By the end of April, yes, by the end of April, they migrate to another place. And then we have water sports as well. We have water sports. There's a guy who started the water sports in Lamu. Like he's the, he's the master of water sports in the whole of Lamu County, I'd say. Is His Nawaf? name is Nawaf. Yeah. Nawaf, yes. Nawaf is my uncle. He's oh, a younger yeah. brother to my dad. Yes, he's a younger yeah. brother to my dad. Okay, I've got his number because I was asking about water sports, but I haven't had a chance to speak to him. So actually, you will do the introduction then, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so he does yes. all sorts of water sports. That's amazing. That's also something I haven't done in Lamu. Yes. So if you've never done water ski, if you've never done wakeboarding, I assure you, if you go with him, like mm. for one, two sessions, you'll be out there rocking like a pro. That's amazing. Mm. Yeah, like, because I'm talking this from experience. I myself never thought I would wakeboard. Not uh-huh. even a single day, yes. And then I went out with him. And then the first time I was out, you know. Okay. Um, I'm loving, 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 loving this because it means my itinerary for December is going to be lit, lit, lit. <laughs> and then also there's some of the activities that I did with the group that I hosted, the girls mm-hmm. from South Africa. Mm-hmm. The group came down to Lamu with Rulani. Rulani is one of the girls who organized the trip. Mm-hmm. And then she reached out to me like three months ago before coming to Lamu. We started talking. And then like a week before coming to Lamu, that's when we started planning the itinerary. This is someone we've never met before. And they came to Lamu and I think it was one of the best times I've ever had while doing this, yes. You, your group, Lelo, you and your people are always the best, you know. <laughs> You're always the best. You're always the best, yes. But this other group was also one of the best. Like we also came and enjoyed ourselves in Lamu. That's all that matters. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So we, we also did a sunset up the dunes. Like we walked all the way up the dunes to go and see the sunset by the beach. Oh my God. That's something that I'm not, not, not so many people do or not a lot of people do when they come down to Lamu. You know, like most people think Lamu is just about being on the boat, you know, Peponi, Majlis, but there's a lot more. Like this is one of the activities as well. And then with the Kipungani trip, with the Kipungani trip, if it's someone or you have a group that likes walking, people who like hiking and stuff, you know, like they can walk down the beach. 13 kilometers, go all the way to Kipungani, and then the boat come picks them up from Kipungani. They have lunch on the boat. We cook lunch on the boat and stuff, enjoy the beach, and then we leave heading back to Lamu. Now where it's like you would have done a whole round of Lamu Island because you start from Peponi walking all the way to Kipungani. Then I pick you up from Kipungani and go back to Shela now, but we're using the different route, not the same one that you came with. We're going to pass by Matondoni. Matondoni is a place which is specifically known for weaving, weaving products. Yeah. 
like the basket, the baskets and the mats, the bags. Mm. Yeah, so Matondoni is yeah, Matondoni is known for weaving, and then they also have a lot of coconuts in Matondoni. Not so many tourists go there, but most of the groups that I've hosted, I've taken them there to Matondoni because they go there by you know, like giving back to the community as well. Oh, that's and also people from Matondoni get really excited when they see people from outside visiting their village because mm-hmm. not a lot of people go there, yeah. So you might get there and feel treated and feel like you're a queen. Yeah. People. Yes, yes. How far, that's how far is Mat- Matondoni? Like, uh, how far is it? Maton- from Lamu. From Shela. From Shela. Yeah. With a speedboat, is like 20 minutes, I'll say. Mm-hmm. But if you go on a dow, Let's mm. say we're talking about an hour and a half. Oh, okay. If you go. And then, um, Azila, you were talking about the hike from Peponi down to Kibungani, right? If I'm walking, yes. how long is that? Is that two two hours or how long is it? Two and a half hours to three hours maximum. Phew, that's long. And yeah, I'm just walking alongside the beach the whole path. time. But remember, yes, you will be walking along the coast and then there's nothing on the coast. It's just you, the waves, mm. the sun, the dunes, that's it. Like there's no hotel, there's no houses on the beach. Wow. It's just the beach. Wow. It's just the coast. You yes. just need to make sure you've got your head on for the sun and sunscreen and you, water. Your head, the sunscreen and water. That's all you need. Mm. that's all you need and then when you get there you can have cold beers you know like we always yeah. have cold drinks on the boat yet. love it okay definitely something i'm gonna do anything else that you think someone who visits lamu uh, should experience uh, uh, there's a place called Patti island mm-hmm. I, I showed you Patti island last time yeah so yeah if you're a person who loves history you should definitely go to Patti. like there's a lot of a lot of things to see in Pate. There's the Pate uh, Siu Fort, and then there's a lot of villages. Pate Island is the biggest island in the whole of Lamu County, followed by Manda Island, and then Lamu Island. Mm-hmm. But then, yes, Lamu is much more developed and much more populated than these other places. Pate mm-hmm. they have difficulties with water, difficulties with electricity. Mm-hmm. Same applies on Manda. But if you go to Pate Island, you most most of the time Pate is more about history. Like there's there's an island called mm. Shanga. There's a village called Shanga. Shanga comes from Shanghai. Shanghai in China. So we we were told like six hundred years ago, about six hundred years ago, there was a Chinese ship. A Chinese ship came down to Lamu and then it sunk. So some of the people who survived they managed to swim to the shore of this place called Shanghai. Mm. Once they got there, they were welcomed by the by the locals, people from Shanghai, and afterwards they intermarried, you know, mingle around with the locals. Mm. And these people, yes, so now these people had Chinese genetics because they intermarried with the locals. And then recently, in 2012, the people from China came to Lamu looking for their for their people. How? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they came they came looking for their people and they did the DNA, like all of the medical stuff that they needed to know if these were real people from China, mm-hmm. the descendants of China. Yeah. And they found that it was true. So some of the people were sponsored to go to China, do medicine, like herbal medicine, wow. you know. 
mm. engineering and all that stuff. Yes. So most of these tours that are done, you have to get a motorbike. Like we normally, like last time I had to take 10 motorbikes because I had 10 people. Mm. So we did like a yes, sort of like doing a safari. This one you're doing it on a motorbike, mm. moving from village to village. Yes. Seeing all those old, old, old buildings. So that would be like a, a day trip, right? If we're staying in Shela. Yeah, that one you'd have to, I advise people to live with a speedboat. Mm. Live with a speedboat, yes. Go there, go to Pate Island so mm. we can explore all these places. Yeah. And then come back. So you normally come back, we go straight to Manda Toto or Manda Bay. And then if people want to have lunch on the boat, we cook lunch for them on the boat. But mm -hmm. most of the time after we've done these kind of trips, most of the clients prefer going to Manda Bay Hotel. So we normally like pre-order. If we know we are going to Pate Island, we normally pre-order at Manda Bay. Yeah. And then right after that, after we're done with the tour in Pate Island, we go straight to Manda Bay, have lunch there. Nice. Yeah. They call it a day. Okay. Also, in Shela, in mm. Shela we have Takwa Ruins on Manda Island. I'm sure you've heard of Takwa Ruins. I've been. I went on my last trip. I wanted been. to go and have a look at it. You've been to Takwa Ruins, yes, yes. So that's where initially our people came from. They mm. came from Takwa Ruins. Yeah. And then due to the change of water, water was fresh water back in the days. And then during the 17th century, it changed into salty water. That's why people had to move now from Manda, come to this side of the island, to Lamu Island. Yeah, it also helped people there because at some point we, we went to see the beach from, I went, it also yes, going. the other side of the beach. Mm, nice views. You climb up the dunes, go all the way up, and then you get to see the other side of the beach. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Takwa Ruins is also definitely something, uh, well, a place that I, I think people should just go and visit, especially people who are interested in history and want to understand the history of Lamu and, you know, where Lamu, yeah. live. Because um, there's also like good guides. They, they take you around and they tell you, you know, this is that. Very nice info that you get there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Also, um, sundowners at Majlis, you know, like yes! Christian tribe. Of course. <laughs> That's something you never want to miss. But you know, Majlis, Majlis never disappoints, you know. Aesthetics, Majlis is beautiful, let's say. Yeah. Majlis is beautiful. And then they are now, you know, Majlis renovate every single year. Mm -hmm. Like when, when it's low season, they will do something new. And then when it's high season, people come back, they're like surprised. Wow, this is not how we left Majlis. Yeah. You know, there's changes every single day. So now they have two bars, two beach bars. Mm -hmm. Yes, one one of the bars they do like the sushi, Japanese, Japanese food. And then the other one is for the, for the other food and drinks and stuff. So when you spend the day, maybe you've spent the day doing the Lamu tour or going for a day trip. And then afterwards now you go home, put on your outfit, you know, like look good. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like up and then go chill at the majlis, enjoy. Yes, the then go chill at the majlis, yeah. enjoy. You see the sunset from there. Mm -hmm. The Love sunsets, it. 
going down the horizon. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like look, the sunsets, if you're in Lamu, like you, like you said, sunsets, something you don't want to miss. Okay. It's something you don't want. Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely not. Zilla, for someone who lives in Lamu, what do you find the most captivating thing about, about Lamu? What, what do you, obviously it's your home, you love it, but what is the one thing, if you think about it, that's so amazing about Lamu, living in Lamu? I think the people of Lamu, mm-hmm. you know, and also like, I'll say being on an island is captivating enough, you know? Yeah. Being on an, the fact that you're on an island is captivating enough. And then also like the way the island is protected, you know, mm-hmm. like, like if we go to the mangroves for the, for the boat rides, or if we go for the man to the mangroves for kayaking and stuff, you will see like the vegetation is so beautiful and it's protected. Mm-hmm. Like no one is supposed to cut down the mangroves there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love and then also the beach. Like the Kipung, the Shela Kipungani beach, I love it. Like when I want to get things straight in my head, I normally like take a walk and it's just beautiful. Like yeah. you can hear the sound of the water. You can hear the sound of the waves. You know, the wind is blowing at you. And then you're walking down there. Imagine it's like 6.40, 6.30. You're looking at the sunset mm-hmm. and you're walking down the beach that's 13 kilometers. And then there's no single building on the beach. It's just nature, you know, it's yeah. dunes, you have some scrubs and bushes and then the beach and the water. Yes. The last time I was there, I was, I was scared of walking further past, you know, uh, maybe next time I must just take the walk. I mean, I don't have to walk the full 13 kilometers to get to Kipungani. I can just come back when I'm tired. Right. <laughs> Did you walk past the fort? No, I didn't even get to the fort. So I was. Yeah. So there's the fort and then past the fort now, you walk for like a few minutes, let's say like 15 minutes past the fort or 20 minutes past the fort. There's a hidden bridge, like not a lot of people know about and tourists don't know about this hidden bridge. It's a wooden bridge that is built like on top of the dunes and then it goes into the dunes. Yes. So that's also a place where like if somebody goes out there and shields your Mm, mm. It gives you, yeah, it gives you peace of mind. It's so therapeutic and stuff. It's yeah. beautiful. We are going to walk in December. We are going to definitely be there in December. Yeah. Yeah. So when people come and visit, you know, Lamu, what do you hope that they take away from their experience there? When you plan, you know, an itinerary for a group or people that are visiting, what do you hope that they take away from, from their time in Lamu? Thank you. So what, what I hope that people take away from, from Lamu or from the people of Lamu is how Lamu people welcome people, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause when you talk to a lot of tourists, they will tell you like the way they're being welcomed into Lamu is just different. They've never experienced that before. Mm-hmm. You know, like people encounter a lot of troubles at the airport with the customs and, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of things. And then also you'll hear some of the tourists telling you like, we never treat each other like this in our own countries, you know, like, so when they come to Lamu and they see how Lamu people treat each other and how Lamu people treat tourists, you know, like they feel it to be something really special. And this is something like, 
I would like every person who visits Lamu or comes to Lamu, when they go back home, they go back with the same energy they received from Lamu, you know, and that's how, that's how we can change the world. Yeah. Because if you, yeah, because if someone becomes rude at you, but then you pay them with kindness, like mm-hmm. you're breaking their ego now, you know? Mm-hmm. So if people are going to take the kindness they receive from Lamu and then pass it on and on, I'm sure we can change the world mm-hmm. by doing that. Absolutely. So that's something I urge people to take away from Lamu. Yeah. And not 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 the not the shells from the beach. <laughs> not the shells from the beach. <laughs> yeah. Look, you are so right. You are so so right. I was thinking about, you know, why I love Lamu. And one of the things I wrote down, because I was actually writing it down, I was like, I am treated like a queen when I'm there. And by everyone, the people in Lamu are so kind, are so friendly, and you you really, really feel like you are appreciated as a tourist for visiting, you know, this place. Yeah. That's why and I... Also, um, you yeah. also feel like you're treated by, you know, like people who are family. So you, at some point when you're in Lamu, you don't even feel like going back home, you know, like you don't get the homesick. Tell me. Because the people around you are treating you like family, you know, like yeah. we've known each other for, for a short period of time, but me and you were family, you know, like we call each other bros, you know. Yeah. So Zilla, if I want to engage with the local community and people in Lamu, what should I be thinking about doing? So we have we have a new art center. There's an art center that's opened, which is like it's a place at the back of Shela. Mm. Uh, there's a village called Mararani. So people who live in Mararani are people who are like poor or less fortunate people, you know, like their standards of living are kind of low. Mm. So they live at the back there. So now there's a new school, a new art school that's been open at the back there mm. where like the kids spend their weekends there doing some creative stuff, you know. And then let's say like, yes, they paint clothes, they paint sails, you know, they paint pictures, they recycle materials and turn them into earrings. I think you've seen like Tasca earrings or Henneken earrings. Yes, yes, yes. So this place was built for that. And then now these products, once they are made by the kids, they're taken to shops like curious shops, like Africa. What's the name of this shop? African Corner. Yeah, African Corner. Mm-hmm. So they're taking it to this place. These are touristic shops where tourists go and buy things. So they go, they see these materials like and products, recycled materials and stuff that's been designed by the kid. They buy. So once they purchase these materials, it's like you're also paying back to the community because mm-hmm. a certain percent goes back to the art school. Mm-hmm. A certain percent goes back to the kids who have done this, you know, and now the money is used to buy more materials to generate more art. Yeah. And then, okay. and then also there's another place called Mandamaweni. Mm-hmm. Mandamaweni is where I think I showed you last time you were in Lamu, the place where people go and cut down bricks. Bricks? Mm-mm. bricks like bricks for building houses so there's mm-hmm. a dead coral on an island where people go and cut down bricks so that's 
that place, like all the houses you've seen in Lamu, all the houses that are built in Lamu, mm. that place called Manda Maweni is the mother of all the houses in Lamu because that's mm-hmm. where people get the bricks and blocks from. Yes. Wow. Okay, no, I didn't know about so that area. So that area as well, like people have struggled. Mm. There is a school there, but like a low standard school that really need help. Mm. So sometimes I take people, yes, I take tourists to that side. Those who want to help, you know, give back to the community. Yeah. Yeah. And then there is also another program that used to be done back in the days. We used to go to Maravani village. There's Maravani village with the doctors. Like you do some clinic there with, with tourists. We like collaborate with safari doctors and then go at the back and offer clinic maybe for a day. Mm. Like. Yes, helping the locals on that side. Okay, so there's quite a bit, like, for someone who wants to really go in, also really just help, more than just enjoy the... the yes, more than just enjoy, plant, yes. More than, you know, just want to plant something into the community as well. Yeah. Great. Cool. Now, when is the best time to come to Lamu? And I want to also ask you, for people who love to party... Because you haven't told me about Maraha. Apparently, there's a place called Maraha, which you never told Maraha. me. Maraha. Yeah. So, when is a good time to come to Lamu? Yeah. Good time to come to Lamu is December, January, February, March. Mm. Yeah. At that time of the year, there's no rain. You know, it's sunny all day. And then the water is clear. It's really nice. Mm. A lot of parties. A lot of tourists at that time. So if you're someone who likes to party and likes a lot of people around you, then from November, end of November, December, January, February, March, to the end of April, to the middle of April, that'll mm. be a good time for you. Yeah. So where are we but partying in Lamu though? So in Lamu, in Lamu, most of the time people create their own vibes, you know, like. Like people from South Africa, that's what I love about people from South Africa is they create their own vibes everywhere they go. Wherever they are. You know, (laughs) whenever they are, anywhere they go. And then also, I think Amapiano has had a very impact on South Africans. So like, Mm. you can just touch your Amapiano with your GBL speaker and the next minute you know there's a bonfire next to you and there's people around you, sir. Oh. You are surrounded by people and people are having good time, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like a specific place to go, we used to have a place called Diamond, but mm. unfortunately it's not there anymore. Diamond Hotel is where we used to go for pizza, pizza night on Fridays, mm. on Thursdays and Friday. There used, used to be a, like a movie night with pizza, but then the place was sold out. Oh. So... Until now, we don't know what's going to happen with the place. We mm. don't know if the if the owner or if the new buyer is going to like Continue. make it into something like a hotel, you know, mm. or like a restaurant or somewhere for people to go and have fun. We don't know. But we have Majlis as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people go to party at Majlis as well. You can go, you can connect your own music there, drinks, vibes, mm. you know, vibe. <laughs> okay yeah. tell me about um there's a floating bar there tell me floating about your, what do you think about yes, it and I'll, then uh, tell me about maraha i was coming to the floating bar yeah okay so the floating 
the floating bar as well. Floating bar is it's a nice place, you know. Mm. I like going to the floating bar. It's a vibe there. Mm. It's always a vibe. Uh, floating bar, you see local people go there, tourists go there. And then most of the time people party on, on weekends, you know, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Because most of the tourists that come to Lamu come to Lamu on Thursday evening. Yeah. They spend Friday, Saturday, okay. Sunday, and then they fly out on Monday. Some of yeah. them fly out Sunday evening. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's good to go to the floating bar on these days. Also, they, a floating bar is not just a bar, but a restaurant as well. Yeah. So they have food there too. Mm. Yes. They have nice food there as well. So you can go there like Ali. Have dinner, the floating bar, and then afterwards, now we start drinking and start vibing. Mm-hmm. Music, yeah. Nice. So what do you do for fun when you are not working or hosting people? What do you do for fun in Lamu? When I'm not hosting anyone, okay, me, I like working out. Mm. I like to work out, yes. I was inspired by the COVID period, you know, when COVID period hit. I used to be a huge guy. So when, when COVID came and there was nothing to do, you know, like they say a devil, uh, an idle mind is a devil's workshop. And the only thing that could distract me from my, my brain being idle was working out. I'll say I like working out. Yes. Again, working out, you know, Lamu, you have the beach, you have 13 kilometers that you can run up and down all by yourself. You know, you can be running up the dunes. Yes. But also I love swimming. I love swimming. And then this is also one activity that some clients that I've done with, uh, swimming across from Shela to Manda Island. You? Yes. From Shela to Majid. So it's like you're swimming from Peponi to Majidis. It's not really far because it's like, I've done it for, I've done it for 14 minutes, one way, like what? from Shela to my, yeah, oh, wow. it's, not, not, it's not too far. Next time you come to Lamu, we have to try this as well. I mean, I can swim, so. <laughs> no, nobody can swim, you know, like someone said the same, someone said the same, they said they can't swim. And then the next thing they know, they're just floating like. Okay, let me tell you a story. Like this group that I hosted, the last one, Rulani's group, yeah. there was one of the girls who never knew how to swim. And she didn't trust anyone, but I told her, can you can trust me with your soul? You know, I'll be responsible if you die. Yeah. Because <laughs> I trust myself. Like I know I can get someone into the water and I know like I only did like an hour. To teach someone how to float and to teach someone how to believe in themselves in the water, you know, like mm-hmm. the very basic things. Yes. Like if something happens, then you know, like mm-hmm. you can be comfortable in the water, even on the deep ends. Okay. So, so we have a lot to do when I come back, Zilla. Um, I think maybe to close off, thank you, Festi. This has really been like such a, a you know, eye-opening conversation about Lamu. Um, One thing. One thing we didn't talk about is the Daos. Yes, I wanted to ask you about, you know, because Lamu is famous for Dao sailing. So what are some interesting yes. things to know about the Dao and, you know, the process to becoming a Dao captain? Yes. So the, with, with becoming a captain, like when you are young, 
yeah. our parents will design boards like they will design dowels but using you know the flip-flops the odd flip-flops or maybe a piece of log they would carve it and mm. make it into a dowel yes and then we would like make a sail out of polythene paper you mm. know and pick some sticks yes and then you have your own little dowel or so you go to the beach you swim with your dowel, you know, like you put the dowel in the water and that's yes. how you learn how to position the sail. You look at where the wind is coming from. Okay. The wind is coming from the West. So I'm going to put my sail on the East, you know, that's yes. how we learn that. Yeah. So that's the first step. And then when you're like nine, 10 years old, maybe sometime your parents are going out. Cause like I'm, I'd say almost every dad knows how to sail along almost everyone so sometimes they'll be like okay let's go out sailing you know they take you for sailing that's how you learn you observe again you observe mm. you learn observe you learn yeah. so lamu has two type of dows we have the lamu traditional dows mm. um I, i'm not sure if you know what they look like or if someone showed you and then we also have the mozambique Side the Mozambique is the one that I actually uh, I haven't seen the Mozambique. Oh, you know, wait, you've been on a Lamu Dao when you've been on a Mozambique Dao. I forgot you're a Lamu expert. Which one? You're a Lamu expert, you've been on both of those. So, the Lamu, so the Lamu traditional one, yeah, is the one we went on to Mandatoto, the one that has a flat base at the back. Oh, okay, yes. So now See, like the one we went on, that's like a modernized Lamu Dao, you know. Mm -hmm. It has a deck on the top where you can sit, mm. which is much more comfortable. It has a toilet at the back. Back mm. in the day, Lamu Dao's never had toilets. Yeah. But now, I like improvising gears for the comfortability of the clients and the tourists, you know. Sometimes trip. we go on long trips like Zanzibar, yeah. like Mombasa, you know. Yeah. So we sail to Zanzibar as well from Lamu to Zanzibar. Mm -hmm. And then the Mozambique style is the one that the guy took the picture on the top. Okay. So that's the Mozambique it's style. That's yeah. the Mozambique. Yeah. It looks, it kind of looks like a turtle, like a sea turtle, the shape. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. So a Mozambique style Dao came to Lamu in, in about 25 years ago. There was a South African mm -hmm. guy who sailed from Mozambique down to Lamu. Mm. And yeah, so because of the winds, cause back in the days there were no engines. So you have to wait for six months for the winds to take turns, so you can now sail back. The six months was a lot for this guy. Mm. So he decided to sell the boat to one of the local people from Shela, get money and then fly back home, yeah. you know? Yeah. So he left the Dow in Shela. The Dow is still there as we talk. Yes. Yeah. Like the Dao is still there. I'm sure the Dao is more than 30 years now. So now people started to like the design because it would, it was much more comfortable than the Lamu style. Mm. The Lamu style Dao's were much narrower back in the days. And then you, they used to be like a lot of effort because mm. you have to have the trapeze to learn how to balance. So if someone is not so comfortable with being in the water, if you put them on a Lamu style boat right now, it yeah. would be so uncomfortable, yes. But if you put them on a Mozambique Dao, then they will be so comfortable because they, it's wide. So the wider the object, you know, 
the better the comfortability of it and stability okay. as well. Very interesting. Yeah. I didn't even realize that there's difference that there's a Lamu in the Mozambican. So I guess yeah, it's actually a huge difference. It mm -hmm. actually a huge Yeah. So let me ask you something. You know the photo that the guy went up there and everybody thought it was a drone photo. I showed them the video that it's actually a guy who climbs up and then take a photo from the aerial view. Isn't that dangerous? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's not. I'll say it's not dangerous because um, the wood that we use is very strong. Uh, and then also like we're used to climbing because we climb coconut trees. So if you can climb a coconut tree, you can climb the mask or the boom of the boat. Mm. And that's something we always do. Right. I always do it with my clients, you know, like go all the way up there, take pictures, aerial pictures with people yeah. who think it's a drone. <laughs> Call it human drone. Human drone. It's a human, it's a human drone. It is a drone, but a human drone, you know, like yeah. it's not an artificial drone. Yes, Amazing. It's godly yeah. drone. Godly yeah. man. So nice, man. Zina, I have to let you go. We've been at this for a while. One last thing, anything, any last comments or thoughts about Lamu or how do we contact you uh, if people want to come to Lamu and they say, I love what Zina is talking about. I want Zilla to help me plan my trip to Lamu. Yeah, my Instagram name is Zilla underscore underscore black mm -hmm. or Zilla underscore safaris. That's how you can reach me on the social medias. Or if you cannot reach me, you can just go to Lelo and get my contacts from Lelo. Lelo will Definitely. give you all my details. Yeah, I will I will tag your details and tag your Instagram when I post this podcast yeah. so people can come and see your page and contact you directly from there. But yes, Lin, sure. thank you, man, Azela, I think for the host, your hospitality, you know, just how this is about you personally. You know, you took me and my girls on a trip. And everybody loved you. We all wanted to marry you after that trip. So, it was... <laughs> so thank you. Thank you <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll make a comment about that. You know, like my mama always tells me, treat people the same way you want to be treated. You know? Yeah. 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 But thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. I truly, yeah. truly appreciate your time. Thanks for everything that you mm, shared. I mean, no. obviously it's not everything there is to know about Lamu. There's so much more. Yeah. But yeah, um, lot, yeah lot more to know about. get in touch with you and then you can help them plan their travels when they come. Yeah. I really think everybody must come to Lamu at least once. And I know if you come once, you yeah. want to come again. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's like it's like saying when you go black, you never go back. Exactly. All right, cool. Thank you so, so much, Zilla. Truly appreciate your time. Karibu sana. Karibu sana. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Chica Travel Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please do leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or send me a tweet or a message on Instagram at Chica Travel Podcast. I will chat to you again soon. Bye.